Good morning, Chris. How's it going? Man, you had me nervous there for a minute. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it, uh, my, I had a little mouse problem. Gotcha. <laughs> a little mouse problem. Mouse Hopefully it wasn't chewing on your wires. No, my mouse went dead on my computer. So <laughs> it, uh, I was like, uh-oh, shoot. So just uh, delayed me for a couple seconds. So, hey, uh, happy after 4th of July. Yeah, you mean a after what sounded like World War Three? Yeah, we uh, we had you know Big Bear's got a big a big fireworks show, and I think this year they went to the next level on it um, because they didn't have it last year, you know. So I think they really uh, took it up a notch. So it, it freaked our dogs out just a little bit. Yeah, no, mine was uh, I have you know my two dogs. One of them does just great. The other one is is scared as hell of the fireworks, and and she shakes and shivers the whole time. Yeah, well, it's funny because they, they did pretty well. Um, Manion, you know, of course, thinks he's going to go in attack mode, and you know, World War Three starting, and he's you know he's at the he's on the front lines, you know, <laughs> but he's you know he's this big, so he, he got a little tough. But hey, today's I'm really excited about this this. Uh, this podcast and here's why is it, it it's called when it comes to building a lifestyle business or an entire empire slow smooth and smooth is fast and i think this message needs to be heard uh by a lot of people and it's just a reminder and then you know it's also i mean i had this chronic disease when i was younger and even as i i got older at different times in my careers you know go hard go big go fast now and i want to tell you almost every time it, it, it bit me in the butt, you know, yeah. it bit me in the butt when you get a little fast. So, um, so we, we went public yesterday. Hey, I'm sitting on the new bar and, uh, my idea didn't work. So you know, <laughs> it didn't work. I didn't work. Uh, so we got those guys, we got a new podcast bar, but the problem is the, uh, stools came with it are about four inches too short. And so we've got, I, I figured out a way to measure it, to get it up to the perfect height. But it was just my measuring, uh, what, I, what my platform I built was a little unstable. And so I didn't want gotcha. to be able to the podcast and, you know, peel off onto the floor. Um, and so now, I, is, it, are, is it the stools that are too short or the guys sitting on them? Aha. Uh -huh, yeah. Yeah. You know what? It still, it even come up to here on you. How tall are you? <laughs> uh, 5'10. You're full of shit. You're taller than that. No, I'm 5'10. Uh, you're full crap. <laughs> full crap. So, hey, uh, so. It, it, but it's cool, and I can't wait to, to, to start using it when people are actually here. Uh, but we'll, we'll get the stools figured out. We'll get the stools figured out. So, but even, even somebody six foot tall, they're, they're on the short side, you know? Yeah. Stools are on the short side. So, uh, you know, we, we uh, released that we're, you know, doing Air Force One. Uh, it was a, it was a real big challenge. It, we, we didn't do it last year, uh, just because everything was going down. And then this year, uh, we got real late funding, but it's got to be a small team, 20 people versus 60 to 70 people. Right. So that was fun seeing the 20 go live yesterday, or, you know, go out and go active yesterday. Um, Shane up in Oregon's already been on TV. Yeah. And we're working on something with, uh, with, uh, Chris Lee in Oregon as well. Yeah. Um, so he's, uh, he's getting some coverage it looks like, but, uh, which is pretty awesome. But yeah, the guys got to go live with their announcements yesterday. Um, Everything came together really last minute, so it's been a lot of work. But uh, I think it's going to come together just great. Yeah, so we're we're set, and uh, we're going to be fun. So watch that, guys, because you know anybody that's in the industry, just you know support 
support the efforts. A lot of a lot of things go into this, and it, it's really I think it's made an impact on the industry, industry wide, over the years. Just just to legitimize some of it. I mean, I've heard from uh, people all over the world, you know, that recognize this back when we, you know, when we first started doing it. The, the internet was around, but there was no like. There's a couple boards. Remember when there was remember when online boards, you know, where you yeah. put a, you put a tag and then it kept coming down, it kept coming down, it kept coming down. There's some boards, and then and then as we got into by you know oh three oh four, we were starting to get some forums, you know, but it was pretty pretty late. So okay, so I, I know what's on this shirt. What, what what do you got on your shirt this time? <laughs> well, that's funny because Sarah just asked where you get the PNS shirts, and uh, so the one Rennie's wearing, you can buy that actually directly from PNS. Yeah, I think it's right on their website. You see, I'll so, show you the back. Yep, kind of cool. So it's, my uh, shirt today. Um, this one's cool. This is a, this is a, the 550 Spider, the Porsche 550 Spider, owned by James Dean. So yeah. this is, uh, you know, number 130 on the side. It's known as a uh, little bastard, and it's the one that uh, that he crashed in and died in um, up in Northern California. But you know, it's so, an interesting story on that because they didn't. That car wasn't done when James Dean got killed. Have you heard the story behind all the parts that went out on it? Well, I haven't heard. Um, I haven't heard too much, but I do know that there was a uh, just like two weeks ago or three weeks ago, um, somebody claiming to have the original transaxle to it, which is just the transmission and the axles and the wheel hubs. Uh, he sold it on Bring a Trailer for over three hundred thousand dollars. Oh yeah, no. Well, here's here's the story: It's different parts. The engine went somewhere. You know, people bought it, and basically, immediately following anybody that put that into a car basically got in a crash and died <laughs> it's haunted yeah yeah uh, seriously i mean it, it, go back and google it it's pretty interesting if i mean even something instrumental like you know something that was left behind is it 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 was kind of you know it was kind of jinxed and yeah. so uh yeah go go i can't remember the exact story it's been some time since i've i've i've, I've researched it but um and then i'm gonna i'm gonna take and just give a little you can see the uh the swirl salt truck our shop truck um, we've had that, we built that five years ago and I'm just going to give a little teaser. I'm going to see, see that right there. Should I go a little more? There's a little bit. There's the new, uh, <laughs> I was hiding that there pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's the new shop shop truck. So we're going to announce that here shortly. Uh, we've got a lot of work to do, but we'll, uh, we'll tell you what it is. So, Hey, hey let's oh, real, real quick while we're on the subject of shirts. Uh huh. I just want to give a little shout out to William Lara. Um, you know, he's, uh, he's doing a little promo with his business, Miami Lux detailing. Um, he's, uh, he's got some, some t-shirts he's producing and uh, he's offering up to offering them up to anybody in the industry who wants them. But the cool part is, uh, all the proceeds he gets from it. He's, uh, donating to a, a, a local cause. Um, can't remember if it's an animal shelter or what, but it's, it's animal related. And, yeah, uh, so if you guys see that on social media and you want to support it, uh, it'd be a good thing to do. Matter of fact, I shared it onto my Facebook. So if you want to go over and do that, in at the end of the show today, I'll go ahead and share it now since we're talking about it. For every five that you guys buy, we'll buy one. And so we'll, if you guys buy 50, I mean, we want you to buy 100. Uh, but we're going to go in there and uh, we, we want to take and help him raise. It's for a good cause. It's great. Lots so many of us are animal lovers, right? I think this is a great thing that William's doing, and uh, I, I we want to support it. And so get in there. It's a cool looking shirt too. 
and and it's and and guys, he's taking all he's taking out is the cost of the shirt and giving basically the cost of the shirt it, it's double. So he's matching that as a as a giveaway to the to the to the rescue. So it's it's pretty cool, it's pretty cool. So hey, uh, so at some point today, I'm gonna I'm gonna share some pillars at at at, at some point during this talk, just depending on where we're at. This one's gonna go a little long. Uh, this is a really important message. But I'm going to share some pillars that we put into action in all of our businesses. And really, it's, it's been for, <clears throat> I learned this at a really young age. And so we're going to share those at some point. So I really want you to pay attention. If, if you're a note taker, this would be a great time to take a note, take mental notes. Um, you know, get your cell phone out if you're working and listening to this and just, just jot down some notes, uh, mind map this out. So, um, you know, it, it, first off, when I started my journey, I, I was called, called so many things. And really, I've, I've, you know, I've, I've, I've had three times in my life where I was launching. When I was a kid, I got teased because, you know, all the other kids are going to doing things and, and going to the movies and, and, and playing and stuff like that. And at an early age, here I am out, you know, washing and detailing planes. And I didn't do just that. I had a lawn, you know, I did lawns. Um, I, I did anything. I pulled pulled weeds i watered trees i mean i, I cleaned up uh um this grocery store we had a little strip mall and i did all the cleanup on that and so there's a lot of things i did at a young age um but here are some of the things that i want to see if you guys can relate to is that and, and i want to recognize this because um i want you to take and be able to compartmentize when people say this to you and and, and namely it's a lot of friends and family will do it but I heard a lot that, hey, man, you're just you're a dreamer. You know, you're a dreamer. Uh, go get a real job is don't stop wasting your time. This is never going to happen. Uh, why would you do that? Why would you be interested in, in, in even doing that for a living? Come on, man. Really, the, these businesses, these type of small businesses don't go anywhere. The, the, the failure rate is, is 90 um, percent. You, you'll never make money at doing what you're doing. Um, it's below you. That one used to piss me off. It's below you. Um, I got called a loser a lot, but I was never going to make it. Um, and, and this is the one that cracked me up is that your ego is big and you can't accomplish these things. You, you think too highly of yourself. And, and, and it's not possible. And then this one I heard a lot, you will fail. And I want to tell you right now is that use that as your fuel. And if you've got people telling you that, you know, immediately – I stopped hanging out with those people. Even if it was family, I didn't move them out of my life. I didn't relocate the you know people in my life. But what I did do is I didn't talk business with them anymore. I let them watch me with their own eyes, and my success was my proof. That's all I needed. I didn't rub it in their face. I didn't say, I told you so. And I continue to because there's people maybe right now that are going to listen to this that never believed I could or would. And at times, honestly, I didn't believe I would or I could, uh, but I kept pushing through. And so I want you to, if you're, if you're hearing those things right now, get them out of your mind and use them as fuel. Use them as a positive. When, when, uh, when I hear these things and I hear other people tell me that, is that, you know what, you can't defend it. Because most people are jealous in reality of what you about, are about ready to do or you're doing or you've done. Um, now... The other thing is that don't wait for wealth. Is that the biggest one of the biggest mistakes I made was waiting for the wealth to happen. 
Wealth starts the second that you make a buck. And, and how wealth starts at the second you make a buck is how frugal you are, is how wise you are with your money and what you're doing with your money is, let me qualify this. I'm not a get rich quick person. Don't believe in it. Never have, never will be. Do people do it? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of multi-level marketing. I think it's amazing how, how people have started these companies and are successful at it. But I was never cut out to do it, but I studied it a lot. But I've never been a get-rich-quick person. So if you're here to get pumped up on me telling somebody that how to go out and do it very quickly, I, I, I'm not that recipe. I'm not, I don't have that recipe in me. Uh, that's somebody else sitting in the right seat at a tech company, and it's not me. If you want to learn how to use your hands and your mind, I'm that guy. Um, you know, I, I, uh, I'm sure there's some exceptions to it, but it does seem like when you when you watch people out there in the world that get rich quick, they also tend to be the ones that get poor quick. Well, I'll tell you, I cover that too, Chris, and it's exactly true. They're, they do a lot of things quick, you know? And there's people that I remember a guy rubbing it in our face. We were detailing all of this stuff, man. This guy was sitting... Back when the when the when the tech industry blew up late nineties early two thousands, um, I remember this guy. He was he was about my age. He was you know at that time I was in my thirties, and man, dude, he was rolling. He had a private jet, you know, not a big one, but he had a private damn jet, you know. Uh, he had nice cars. He had a nice house. Uh, it, 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 he had nice girlfriends that his wife found out about. So he had a nice divorce. <laughs> Um, and the dude was not sincerely successful. He was sitting in a right seat at the right time and made a bunch of money and destroyed his life. And I'll never forget. He used to, he used to kind of rub our nose in the fact that we are his servants, you know, and I'll never forget when the tech bubble burst and he owed me money. They came to repo his plane and I ended up getting, I saved them from repoing his plane for a little bit but traded him because he owed me money and I got his Harley Davidson motorcycle and trade. I didn't get the cash he owed me, but I got a bike and I was able to sell it and uh, I made some money on it. But I just remember, I mean, that's a great point is that guy was a high roller and hit it, hit it quick. And man, it was gone quick. He got in trouble really fast because, because the, 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 the big money payouts stopped when the tech industry, that company that owed him so much money for being in the right seat at the right time went away. There was no pout anymore. He was broke. He was just a regular Joe. And, you know, he, he I don't know where he went. I really don't care because he's mean. But he, um, I, I'm, I'm guessing that he, he probably didn't come back from that, you know, to your point. So how I came into money was a combo of old school hard work and some serious foundation building in my youth. Now, I'm going to tell you, there's a lot easier way to do it than I did it. And there's a lot faster way to do it. But it's not still not going to be overnight. You know, there's a young man, and I've talked to him several times, and I use this example. And let, let me tell you, he's come up and owned it because he's heard me talk about it on the podcast and on different videos and stuff. Is This is a couple years ago. He came up, he's he, you know very successful young guy, uh, early 20s, and said, hey, I, I have to replace my income in six months. Can I do it? And I was like, well, what's your income? And he goes, I make about, I clear about 200000 a year. And I was like, no, dude, I mean, six years? Maybe. Yeah, even that's going to be pushing it. And, and, and so he explained to me that he was a pretty smart guy and he was, he was respectful that he's a pretty smart guy and that he appreciated my input, but he's going to go try to make it happen. 
And uh, I talked to him about a year, year and a half later, and he was still he was still in the game. He was still in small business. He didn't achieve his goal, but I'll tell you what, he hit about halfway there. Uh, and it took him a little more than six months to hit a, a hundred grand of, of income, but that was pretty impressive. So it can be done, but can it? Can it? Can can you take and maintain that? And is it scalable? And can you continue to do it? And that, that's the question. Um, I'm not kidding you. I've probably cost myself millions and millions of dollars um, by not being slicker, by not being uh, more chasing the money, uh, about not being more uh, uh, about the game. Uh, I, I could have gone into the uh, and been a stockbroker at a young age, and I just felt slimy. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I couldn't do forceful sales. I couldn't do – if I didn't believe in it, I couldn't sell it. And I've probably cost myself millions because it could have done really well. You're going to see my dogs running around today too. Because we talk about dogs with William. So I wanted to keep my dogs around. So they're, they're, they're <laughs> so he's running around. Um, plus, this is really cool, Chris, because you just saw oh, there's the big one too. Hey, hey, boom. And so uh, he's about ready to turn 13 here in a bit. I watched a lot of the Get Rich Quick gang. I witnessed divorces, suicide breakdowns, mental breakdowns. Um, complete loss of everything that that they called riches and i'll tell you what it really spooked me at a young age of going down that road i did not want to do that so decide now really young in your business not young in age necessarily but young in your business and this might not be your first endeavor am i chasing the money and i chasing the fame am i chasing the fortune or am i wanting to build a lifestyle business with a legacy because I'll tell you what my goal was to build something new and bigger in detailing when I started attention to details my goal was never to have any amount of fame or to become mega wealthy off of detailing alone I knew I could do it by having multiple streams of income and that detailing was going to be one of them which is exactly what I did but the fame part and the name and lights was never a plan it happened it happened. And as it happened, I saw opportunity and I seized it. But don't confuse. Here's the other thing. Don't confuse wealth with riches. Chasing riches can be a soul sucker. I, I mean, I've been, I've had small little windows of going after that because there's opportunity. And I'm going to tell you what, man, is my, my eyes got dark straight out. I'm not kidding you. Is that it just, it just didn't, it just didn't go well for me. Those looking for shortcuts usually fail. Quick riches many times creates desperate moves. Desperate moves creates a culture that won't support your long-term endeavors. Let me tell you, I've been in desperate positions before throughout my career in the early days a little more often. Do not, I repeat, do not put yourself in desperate situations. Financial struggles is going to be one of the biggest things that you can do that will do that to you. So instead, take the time and build a solid foundation from day one of your business. If you're in business right now and you're already doing well, but you want to get to the next level, slow the roll down and do it right. Now, rapid growth and instant riches. It can happen, but I've invested in a lot of different in industries, and I've seen one one-thousandth of a percent actually do it. It's a very, very, very small number. I've seen thousands of one-of-you millionaires come and go during my entire career. It doesn't matter what industry I was in. I've seen thousands, 
thousands that are going to take and go make their claim. It's almost like the gold rush of the 1800s. Everybody was going to go out and dig their mine, claim their mine, and go out and make millions. And they dug and they dug and they dug. And the only thing they had is a broken body, a broken soul, and no money in their pocket. And so what I'm telling you now is don't give up. And there's no fucking way in the world that I'm telling you to not slow down and not have an image. I'm just saying you better get your foundation right for that next level. Now, here's the other thing about foundations. It takes time to build a foundation. And at every level of success that you hit, guess what needs to be done? You've got to reinforce that foundation, especially if you're starting out very, very humbled and with not a lot of, of assets, is that as you start building to the next level, you might not be prepared for it mentally, physically, emotionally, or education-wise. You might not know how to manage that kind of money. You need to take and learn how to do that and build that foundation up so that you can handle that funds and you don't do something silly with it. Now, what I mean by silly is like paying too much taxes, is that that gets people into trouble if you don't have a good CPA and you don't know your shit at every level of growth. People don't understand that when you start getting more successful, the tax bracket you go into changes. And so you've got to be prepared for that and have the right professionals around you to help you guide you through those times. Don't just think that every step you take that's on the ladder up, on the rung up, listen, the fall's greater the higher you get. But yet if you've got that ladder on solid foundation, and you keep reinforcing it and add concrete to it, making it a little bigger and making it a little deeper, bringing the right people on, guess what? You're not going to fail. You're not going to stress out. Because I came to Chris, Chris will verify this, this year, I came to him and Diane and said, listen, these are areas that I'm stinking. These are areas I need help in. And, you know, Chris, part of it, Chris could help step in. Part of it, Diane could. But really what we needed was an in-depth financial team to help me and we got that. And Chris, did, could you see an instant change in me when that was put into place? Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. You know, it's part of that foundation I'm talking about. So what we did is we found we went out and we, we had been using the same CPA for a number of years. And we just I think he was a little stale. Nothing wrong with him. Great CPA. But we went out and found a, a accounting and CPA firm that put – Everything on the screen of my phone. So at any time during the day, I can go in and look at my finances. It's updated a couple times a week. And it's yeah, I get a I get a monthly report. I get it every two weeks, I get a little kind of snapshot of what it's gonna look like at the end of the month. Uh, it tells me exactly where I should kind of be leery at. They ask me questions. You know, hey man, last month your your expenses went up by X amount. What did you do? So we understand and what was your mindset when you did that? Okay. Is again, we'll take and we'll we'll give a little look at that, just a little bit. See it right there. Boom. How many times did I tell you, Chris, only if the CPA approves it? And we checked yeah. in right before we pulled the trigger on that to make sure that the Trump tax advantages that President Trump had put into place hadn't been canceled out yet, so that we make sure to qualify. I didn't want to do something without having a I thought of it very professional. I thought of it as how rich people, how wealthy people think of things. And that's what I talked to my financial professionals before I make moves. So now decide again, what kind of business are you going to do? 
And I know a lot of you, you're young, you're aggressive. That's okay. Be young and aggressive. Go after it hard. Hard. But don't forget to live a life and put a smile on your face and put a smile on the face of people around you constantly. The other thing is, is that don't just take and chase wealth. Chase mental wealth. Chase physical wealth. Chase happiness. All that's part of being wealthy. Rich is the easy part. Being healthy and happy and wealthy is the other part. So now let's 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 chasing riches can be a soul sucker. Let's go back into that. Looking for shortcuts usually fail. Quick riches many times creates desperate moves and a bad culture. Man, I'll tell you what, I'm so guilty of that through the years, especially in my young years. Not very much when I as I got more mature. I'm gonna say from 40 on. When I hit 40, I seemed to really calm down, you know. Uh, now I look at myself even at 50, I've really, five years later, I've really calmed down from five years ago, you know, and really got into a slide. And the reason why is I don't put myself into uncomfortable positions. I've learned that once those spidery senses go off and the hair on the back of your neck comes up, you know when you shouldn't put yourself in the positions and I don't do it anymore. So instead, take the time, build that foundation. Now, rapid growth. Let's go back over that. Uh, now, one of these, listen. Uh, I was a wannabe millionaire. I thought I was going to be, when I sold my first company, I thought, oh man, I'll be a millionaire in four or five years at the age of 20, by my mid twenties, done. I went out and chased it, tried to make it happen. And thank God within about eight or nine months, I went, okay, this could be a little harder than I think. And it's going to take me a little longer than what I think. And I need to slow roll because right now I don't have a life and I'm hating life and I'm stressed out and I'm too young to do that. It doesn't, listen, stress and worry, it's not worth it, guys. I don't care what age you're at. Everybody says, oh, go out, and all these gurus, man, go out while everybody's else, you know, man, 16, 18 hours a day, I'm hustling. That will only last you so long before you go through a major burnout. Yep. A major burnout. It's only going to last you so long, guys. And I'm telling you right now, you're no different. And I'm going to go over that here in a second. Now, Chris, we've seen people <laughs> literally burst at the seams going at business the wrong way. Both of us have faced many of the items below that we're going to mention right now and have firsthand knowledge of this. So some of you are going to say, yeah, Rennie, you're weak. When you mention these things, you're weak. Let me, let me, let me just, you think I'm weak? That's fine, you can. But let's share with you my 30 years of seeing death really up close and personal of some people that got pretty hunked up. Okay, so um, I've had over 100 air insertions uh, via the helicopter into some pretty interesting situations. I've been on 100 aircraft, missing aircraft uh, search operations. I've leaped out of perfectly good aircraft into some pretty tough spots. Um, I think I'm pretty opposite of that shit gets to me. I, I, it really doesn't. What gets to me most is the things I'm going to talk about right now. Now, some of the unattractive results of overwork and trying to build it instantly, stress, it's going to kill you. It's going to affect you. Probably a major reason why am I thyroid completely grenaded, you know? Um, depression. I'm going to tell you right now is that I have faced, I faced in at different pockets starting as, as uh, early as 2001. And then again, I got it kind of straightened out, but by 2008, I was really 2007. I was going down a, a rat hole into a, a rat, rabbit hole to rabbit hole to rabbit hole. 
trying to get myself out of, of the funk. And all I kept doing was digging deeper. And the depression. Well, you know, the, the depression is directly related to the stress. And the stress comes from a number of different sources in business. You know, it does. It does. For me, the financial side of it was, and not that we weren't doing good. It was just the opposite. I, it was out of control. I, I hadn't, I, I didn't build the foundation. Uh, I was like standing, instead of building a nice big island to stand on for my, my financials, I was still on the same little tiny brick that I'd built 20 years before that. And the, the brick couldn't hold the tension uh, and couldn't hold all of our, our needs. And I was still looking at the financial side like I did a, of a, a tiny company. We weren't a tiny company anymore. And so I went into stress, depression. I didn't like where I was. I didn't like that. I j there was just so many things. And here I was big, 36 employees. I just sold another company for three quarters of a million dollars. What's wrong? Everybody's going, wow, what's wrong with you? You know what? I overstressed myself out. I'd worked too much. I'd worked too hard. And my interest had swallowed down to where it was a funnel with, with barely anything getting back. And what happened was that oxygen line coming back up to me was completely cut off. Relationship issues is I, I, I could have destroyed everything. My, 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 my wife, my relationship with my kids, my mom, everything, friends. And it was tough. And what I kept trying to do is put everybody first and not tell people the truth. Um, I was going through extreme burnout. Um, and... I, I, I'm going to tell you right now, I came very close to having a complete breakdown. So much to the, 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 the thought pattern, I was so defeated that I was actually contemplating suicide. And here I was, as, as I, I, at looking back when I was young, I'd gotten everything I wanted. But I built it on a tiny little foundation. And I just outsourced and out-resourced the foundation to where I couldn't control it anymore. So let's talk about the slow, precise, and smooth options instead. New, experienced, or seasoned, never stop making yourself better equipped for business and success and wealth. I don't care where you're at in your, in your business. I'm going to repeat that. I don't care if you're new. I don't care if you're expanding. I don't care if you're seasoned. Is that you have constantly got to take and improve everything around you. You can't just keep it as business as usual. You've got to move ahead. You've got to get smarter. You've got to get more dedicated. You've got to be able to see things out of the out of 360 degrees out of your head. You've got to get out of your head. You've got to be able to get way above things and take a look. And you need to be open-minded enough that you don't know it all. Um, you've got to take and go back to the very early stages. And, and we do this in our business is quite constant as we dream vision plan and execute is when you dream sometimes sometimes your dream can, can become a little bit of a nightmare because you were very successful um i often say that when i met bob and dave phillips 10 years ago and then almost six years ago when we joined forces and then five years ago when when, when double black launched is that you know Dave and Bob both wanted to take and grow PNS. We are very successful at that. But in the meantime, we destroyed their lifestyle is we built this, this company that had been doing very well into the company that was doing exceptionally well. And, and it, and it stressed us all out a little bit. 
So what we've had to do is regather ourselves, not slow down. Matter of fact, increase the pace, bring the right team on, but we had to take and rebuild our foundation. And when you grow like that is what happens is, is that you've got to, you can't stop. You can't tear down your building to, to build the new foundation. You've got to be doing construction on your foundation while you're still conducting business. And so you've got to bring in the right people to the positions and the right systems and processes from people that know it. And then you got to at all costs. And this, I'll tell you, we went on a meeting last week. And one of the things I really talked about was protecting our culture and how important it is. Your culture and your personality is most likely what won people over. We're going to talk about that in a second, too. And if your personality and your, and your own personal culture changes a little bit, that could take and deactivate a whole lot within your, within your business operation and within your success. So read. I read 10 to 20 books a, a year. Audible books have made it a lot easier. Um, and so you've got to take and continually educate yourself and make yourself a wiser person. The other thing is turn off the damn TV and media. I want to tell you right now, and it's not doing you, especially at this at this at this juncture in 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 our in our history, it ain't doing you any good. And if you find yourself getting caught in it, turn it off. I took a four month hiatus from Facebook. I just had enough, and I just disappeared. And now what I did is I just learned. I, I hate to say it, I don't look around at Facebook. I, I post to let people know I'm alive, but Facebook. It's just, it's gotten, I don't know. I don't know. If I said it's gotten better, would that be a right term or no? You know, I, I actually was thinking about that the other day. Um, my feed has gotten better. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know if, if, if I've managed it better or if the people in it are just, you know, realizing the same thing. But I'm seeing a lot less garbage than I used to. And I, I think that's it is I'm seeing a lot of more cool like business stuff that I enjoy, mm -hmm. happy stuff. And so I, it's made me want to engage it a little more again. And so, um, you know, maybe it's maybe it's just me not accepting the BS. Right. Or or maybe everybody's at the same juncture, you know, and coming down to it. Um, reinforcing your foundation is a must again and again and again. Uh, study people of everything that I've ever done is that you need to learn the personality traits of different people and how to deal with them. You know, is, you know, th there's a time is that I used to be a lot more hot headed than I am now. Um, yesterday I kind of lost it. We have a company that we've done business with forever. Matter of fact, it's, it's, I won't name their name just cause I don't want them to throw a fit cause they're big, but they deliver water to our, to our facility, drinking water. And, um, you know, the, the, the dude, the, the their, their delivery system, you know, the water cooler had broken and it was down and I had to clean up a mess. No big deal. I didn't care. So when he came, I asked him if he could drop it off in the front and he goes, well, no, I can't go five feet away from my truck. I got cameras on it. And I said, well, can you just drop it? I mean, I'm not asking to just drop it at the, at the front door of the, of the shop. Uh, no, I'm going to drop it right here. And he basically refused just out of pure laziness. And so I told him to pick his shit up and take it and shove it up his bung <laughs> <laughs> you know, after he just unloaded a whole bunch of water, I was like, "Hey, if you're you're going to be that way, I don't want it." There's other sources. I'm not going to take mediocre service. I would never offer that level of service, nor am I going to accept it. And so, by the other means, we just had some work done. You know, one of the things in our house, we we bought this. We love our property, right, Chris? We had the suckiest closet. We're talking about that. So we had a new closet yeah. in line, 
because and and oh my god, it turned out awesome. Those guys were here until eight thirty last night, and man, we tipped them. We gave them. We gave them water. We gave them munchies. We just. I mean, they, they were sweethearts. They did a great job. I couldn't even tell. The, matter of fact, the closet was cleaner when they left than it was when they got there. That is outstanding service. That is outstanding way to take care of business. They were the employees. And so today, guess what I'm going to do? Uh, the other company, uh, I called. Still haven't heard back from them. Put a complaint in. Uh, when I called them yesterday, I wanted to talk to a representative. Um, due to COVID, there's a lesson to be learned here. Um, we are experiencing a higher level of calls in your weight. And then it comes on, it says automated three, three, three hours and 15 minutes. And I was like, yeah, I'm not sitting on the damn phone for three hours and 15 minutes. So we sent an email. Still haven't heard anything. This company, they're responsive. They're awesome. Guess what I'm going to do today? I'm going to call these guys, find out who their supervisor is and tell them how badass their staff did. There you go. Well, that's the way it sh should be. So well, we got we we got one question, you know. I do, and I know a few people out in podcast land. There, uh, how many black shirts did you count coming out of that closet? Oh, shit, man! So you saw that? Um, I'll go take a. I, I'm gonna guess it was about a hundred. You know, about a hundred between yeah. the shirts, and the hoodies, and you know, some of them. Some of them. It was really cool though, because I found some really cool shirts I hadn't seen in a couple years. You know. And when we moved in here, my mom was just getting sick. So I, I want to say maybe there's some shirts in there that I hadn't seen in a while. Some really cool industry shirts, you know, that that I'm going to pull out of the, uh, you know, out of the stack and, and start wearing again. Get them in the rotation. It was pretty, pretty awesome. So those that don't know is I put a I put a story up yesterday and it just says, man, I got a lot. My whole bed was covered in black shirts and hoodies. I it was mean, a lot. It was just covered. It was just covered. Um, become wise by hanging out with very wise people. This is one of the lessons I learned at a very young age. Again, you know, I'm not a partier. I've never really been a drinker. I've, I, you know, I've never, it's funny, we got a bar in my shop, right? I have never gone to a bar. I doubt you have either, Chris. I've never gone to a bar, set up there, and like ordered a drink from the bartender. Never. Not once in my life. Because, and, and I have nothing, Diane does. I mean, she's a little bit, you know, you know, when she wants to be, right? You know, and I'm just kidding, just kidding, Diane. Uh, but she, she likes to she likes to have a good time in moderation, and I love her too because it it relaxes me. I can be a little uptight, right? You know, because I I don't do that, you know. So when I get in those situations, I feel a little uncomfortable. You know, I'm looking around I'm like, damn, I don't, you know, I don't belong here. And then my wife starts letting loose a little bit. I'm like, okay, I belong here. You know, this is gonna be fun. It's okay. But while everybody else was at the bar partying, I I was building my knowledge with wiser, older people. I was, I was, I was taken, believe it or not, I, I went to a lot of multi-level marketing meetings and studied. And, and if I was new in business today, there wouldn't be a night. I had four nights a week. I would be at a meeting of some sort, whether it be chamber, um, you know, and every, I got a horrible chamber of commerce. Well, go make it great. We're waiting for you. You can do it. You know, you can do it. Um, I'd be at rotary club. I'd be at, you know, uh, business network, BNI or the tip, uh, I would be at Toastmasters, uh, and the, or I, and I'd be studying multi-level marketing companies. I'd go to meetings and watch them draw circles and lines and X's and O's and all the shit they do. I love the way that they represent people, and so that if you want success, go hang out with people that are as eager about success as you are. But more importantly, go hang out and find somebody that's been there, done that, and find somebody if homeboy or homegirl is not willing to take and like share with you right now some of my struggles and the things that they that they went through if they're just giving you the good side shit walk away 
That's not the mentor or coach you want. So it's funny. My dogs here, your dogs, and they're coming running over here looking at the computer like, hey, what's up? Yeah, um, I might have barking at something. <laughs> mentors. Um, I'll tell you what, to this day, matter of fact, I'm getting off of here. I just was, I woke up this morning and I was thinking of one of my mentors, one of my good friends. I haven't talked to him in a few weeks and, and I'm a calm since we're off here. I'm just going to call him and say hi. M mentors and, and people in your life, I, I, the importance of that, it, and I'm talking real and you just can't use them for that, man. You've got a, a good mentor. You won't look at him and say, wow, that would be a good mentor. What you're going to do is you're going to take the time to build a relationship up with people. Then you're going to start seeing their value as a mentor. Because here's the deal. I don't want somebody that only gets 180 degrees, meaning just business. I want to have somebody that gets 360 degrees, meaning they know how to freaking enjoy life. Because let me tell you, man, I'll go back to the stress points. We, we got a couple things in common. You were born. Second thing's taxes. Third thing's death. Hey, Chris, are you locked up? I'm going to keep going because I think Chris just locked up. So now from there is have confidence in yourself. This is the, one of the things that I was really, really missing uh, back in the early days is that I just didn't have confidence in, in myself. And I think that really, again, if you want to talk in terms, I think it cost me hundreds of thousands of dollars of not understanding that I could go make it happen. So understand you can go make it happen. Be confident in yourself, not cocky in yourself, but confident in yourself. And then this is really important. I, I mention it all the time is you've got to understand finances and you've got to understand your profit and loss statements. You've got to take and understand business, business math, business numbers, and what it means to you. You've got to know what your costs are, what your expenses are, what you're making money at, and what you're not making money at. Um, confirmation of skills, this is huge, both in business and if you're in, in, a, in a labor intense industry like detailing, is that you know your customers, your mom's always going to tell you you're good. Your, your cousins are always going to tell you you're good. The customers that like you are always going to tell you you're good. But are you good and efficient? And so you need to you got you need confirmation of that. Is go out and find confirmation. Am I good? Am I efficient? Am I proficient? And what am I doing right and wrong? Is that here all these years later into this is I'm still going after confirmation that I know what I'm doing. I still involved in mentoring groups. Still going out is that I allow other people in the in industry. Jason Rose was just here. Um, I was a student. I listened to him. I watched. I learned so much more. And days later, I put, I put the things I list, I learned from Jason Rose being here into action in our own training. Even Chris saw it. Is I, I took and things I'd learned 48 hours before that, I'd brought into the training that quickly. And so you never know it all. I'm a sponge. I want to know more, especially about business and people. I hate to say it, the technical hand side of it is the easy side. The people skills side of it, the marketing side of it, the business side of it, those are all the struggle sides of it. Um, do not, do not value you. Do not uh, take in and value your value by looking at others. Is let me tell you, most of the people is they're full of shit. They're not making what they're making. They're not doing what they're doing. And if they've got that much time to be posting on social media all the time, I can tell you what they've either made it in a big way or they're fibbing. Simple as that. I'm going to tell you straight out true is that you, the people that I really admire in business, most of them have a marketing team. A lot of what we put up on the, on, on the internet, I have nothing to do with. It's just, it's, 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 it's Chris sitting right here with me, even on my personal stuff. I'm going to, I'm going to own it. 
or Chris sees me go a little dormant for a little while, he jumps on it. And so if you if you've got somebody that's really that you admire and they're constantly online, I'm not saying that they're bullshitting, but something's not adding up unless they've got a marketing team behind them. Takeaways, okay? Oh, let's go back up to this one real quick. I got one more thing when I added this in. Is you got to know your market, the people in your market, what your market habits are, and you got to start influencing that market. You can actually change an entire market with your business. Now, perfect example of this, and I tell it all the time, is you look at McDonald's. I, I, I guarantee you McDonald's. I'll give you another analogy after this. McDonald's looked at his business usually. They're, were they always trying to improve? Yeah. They're adding things, you know, constantly. And I'm not a big fan, first off. I love their business, how scalable it is. I, I love what they've done. But I think they look at them. I look, think they look at Chick-fil-A and go, shit, they're shrinking in certain markets while Chick-fil-A is blowing up in those same markets. So what's wrong with that? Another one is the largest, hey, Chris, largest, what What are probably, I don't know, 80, 70% of the world order from right now? What's, what's a primary source for almost anything you need? Uh, you mean Amazon? Oh, yeah, that little company. <laughs> Let me tell you a company that was was even, I mean, dollar-wise wasn't bigger, but was just as powerful over 100 years ago. Sears. Basically, Amazon is an online catalog company. When, yep. when Amazon popped up, what Sears should have done is said, hold on, time to reinvent ourselves. We're going to take that 1887 catalog we're going to bring it up to 2007 standards and we ain't going to let these these people in we're going to we're going to take over that market Sears is gone yeah not only did they not did they not do that they didn't even bother reinvesting into their brick and mortar stores no it, it, they're gone i mean they just you you see you saw a new entity that that understood technology and then created a program that you know uh would guarantee you know shipping which is complete horseshit now I don't know why any of us have a prime account. I, I mean, there's very little we can get by prime up here anymore. Uh, yeah. You know, we still pay the damn fee, you know, here later. And so check that out. Um, so here's what I want to do is I want to thank uh, PNS Double Black for their sponsorship. Uh, William Lara, make sure to go over and go over to my Facebook page. William's post is right on my personal one. We'll make sure to put it over on the Detailing Success too. Yep. Uh, and make sure to get it up there. Uh, pillars guys. I want you to take and really listen to this. Okay. Is yes, these are the thing and I preach this in trainings. I preach this wherever I go. Three things you're going to concentrate on relationships is number one is you want to take and treat every relationship like gold because it is, um, within that relationship, you want to take and learn how to, you got to be a chameleon. You've got to be able to fit into any environment that you walk into. I wasn't born with money. Didn't understand money. Matter of fact, uh, the first time that I went to a really nice restaurant, I was I went with my girlfriend, and they went to a it was a it was called Casting Cleaver. It was kind of I don't even know how to explain Casting Cleaver. Kind of a fancy Denny's maybe, uh, mm -hmm. and they had a they had a a, a salad bar, and I had never seen a salad bar before. Sixteen, and so my girlfriend's walking me through their family. I'm I'm totally out of place because I've never been anywhere this nice before. And um, there's bread there, and there's this there's there's bread, but how the hell do you cut it? You got to cut it yourself. So she explains that you have to take the you know take the towel, put the towel over, it, and then cut the bread. 
And I was like, that way you don't touch, you know, the bread with your hand. I was like, okay, that's cool. So I, I'm looking around. I'm nervous as can be. I lay the towel down on it. I go to crank through to cook my bread and cut right through my finger. Blood all over the place. It was, you know, shut down the salad bar. Uh, it was, it was, it was horrible. That was my, you know, I was like, well, there goes that one. They're never taking this kid from the other side of the tracks anywhere again. Um, but at that point I started being able to read people. I had to start fitting in with a different part of society that I was not used to being around nor where they used to be used to being around me. So number one, those relationships is huge. Number two is you is I don't care what it comes down to in business. It starts with relationships. It goes to you. You've got to take and, and work on you. You've got to constantly improve yourself. And then lastly, number three is everything in, in, in marketing is about you and relationships. So one, relationships, two, you, final one, three is marketing. Every time that you go in and you have an opportunity to market yourself, you're going to market yourself. But you've got to learn how to do it in a classy, positive, non um, – I like the soft touch. I've always call, called it a soft touch approach to marketing. I've never been an in-your-face marketer desperate. I always wanted to make, feel, make people feel like I gave them good information to make a buying decision. I did great follow-up and so forth, but I never pushed. I was never a heavy closer. I was a soft closer. What I mean by that is that when I talk to people, is I'd say, so, hey, what are you thinking? I've got – you know, next Tuesday available my schedule. That was as, that was as hard a close I ever did, and I really believe in that. So again, really concentrate on those relationships, concentrate on you, and make it all about marketing. So with that, go over and support uh, William and his effort with animals. It's a pretty cool thing. Really excited. So hey, as always, uh, make sure that you hit the like button, uh, subscribe to us, share it if you've gotten something out of this. Is um, is is we'd love to have you share it with uh, on your feed and so forth let us know of anything else topic wise that you'd like to hear about and make sure to watch we've got some news coming up and again i'll take in uh just a little bit you know the teacher there what's going on there so all right guys hey chris have a good day we'll see you uh we'll see you sunday and yep. uh boy we got a busy week next week huh sure do <laughs> uh, be fun though it's gonna be fun we're gonna do some really fun uh marketing up there too and reach out so all right yeah. guys hey happy uh happy detailing everybody uh, god bless we'll talk to you soon take care yep.